Hello everyone, coming at you from the coolest room in our home, our car. <laughs> it's hot today. We're recording this introduction in our car and the AC was running and it's amazing. Well, right now it's not because the AC's not on. <laughs> AC's not on because if not, it will sound like we're on the poly on the windiest day of the year. <laughs> so we are sacrificing for you. Well, we wanted to talk about uh, corporate giving and corporate volunteer structure. This podcast today is going to cover a lot of that in a way that you might not expect. When you think about a business and a business getting their employees to give back, you often think about structure and how you're going to get it done and metrics and numbers. But sometimes you got to think about the, the kernel and where it starts, mm-hmm. the carrots that hang in front of people. And you think about where is the base for this company to give back? Where does it start from? Where does it come from? Oftentimes it comes from a culture and the culture oftentimes can be built from the top down from the ownership mm-hmm. yeah and uh this particular podcast is very very interesting talk with radiant rain um the owner of Oos. did you say that already i didn't our guest today <laughs> is radiant rain co-owner of unified championship entertainment wrestling Oos yeah. wrestling professional wrestling here in hawaii yeah, this is an amazing conversation to have with her. Listening to her tell her story, such a unique story, an amazing one of perseverance. And I think everyone is going to be uh, quite interested to hear what she has to say. For anyone who has never actually watched wrestling before, has never experienced wrestling, um, we're going to highly encourage you to give this podcast a listen and experience what Oos is all about from the owner's perspective. But also to sort of understand that <clears throat> wrestling is actually a business. Is that for real? Did that just happen? <laughs> that was a real horn in the parking lot. <laughs> ah, mess me up. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's a really, really great conversation that we had with her. Um, and it's so inspiring to listen to her story and talk about her journey as a person, uh, as, a, as a wrestler, as an owner of a business, and the many things that she's doing with her abilities and her talents and her life. Um, I hope that you folks will enjoy this as much as we did. It was a great conversation. And uh, meeting all of the various animals that's also <laughs> in store for people who love animals that's there too <laughs> this is the first person that we don't actually know in person yes that we interviewed yes so we are very you know i was a very much tentative and you know is she going to understand our weirdness but you know she was a great guest and more importantly i'm so thankful that we had this conversation because i got to know a lot about her a lot of a lot of things that surprised us mm-hmm. but in terms of where she's at and what she's doing it all built up to now and her story is her journey and she's carrying that story forward and mm-hmm. incorporating it with her work and with how she lives her life. All in all, it's a great, great talk. Mm, yes. Uh, we have uh, Ohio Education Department staff person, Dean Ramos, who is on our team and he's also a volunteer with us. He also works for Oost Wrestling as their ring announcer. <laughs> so he helped set this up and um, there's no better way to introduce our guest today than to let Dean do his thing Bring him in as our temporary podcast announcer slash Oost Ring announcer. So we wanted to let him have his shot. Yeah. So this is Ryan. This is Char. And this is Dean Dean Ramos. Ramos. 
Take it away, Dean. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, volunteers of all ages, welcome to the internet. Welcome to your device that you're listening this to on. This is Morning Assembly. Introducing first, hailing from Kalihi, they are your hosts, Ryan and Sean. And their interview, she is the owner of Unified Championship Entertainment, the first Unified Kaimano Women's Champion, the Radiant The Ohio Education Department presents Morning Assembly. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, how are you? We're doing all right. It's always uh, fun for us to wake up this early. I don't, I don't want to give away how we've, hey, how we've hey, been living you our lifestyle. Gave the schedule. That's your fault. You that, that is. <laughs> I didn't want to give it away and say we're available from noon to three. <laughs> I could have gone later. It's fine. <laughs> Not rain. This is whatever you want. We're gonna we're gonna bend to your will. That's, you're our guest today. This is not my schedule. <laughs> we could have all been chilling in the afternoon. Man, what are we doing? Yeah, we could have had lunch and then met. I know. <laughs> blame him. It's all his fault. Oh, I blame him a lot for a lot of things. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. It's early, but thank you very much. Of course. Um, I realized that you're the first person we've interviewed that we technically don't know in real life. I guess to make it not weird, we were just going to do a round robin of icebreaker, I guess. Is that something that you think would be beneficial? Whatever you want to do. I'm pretty easy to talk to. I've been doing interviews for a long time. Good. I'm glad. Oh, you are you would be the pro here then cuz Yeah. I talk a lot. Oh, good. Yeah, we like that. Good. The more content we can get from our guests, the better. Keep our voices off the podcast. <laughs> Okay, oh uh, well, I'll give you some background on us. I'm Ryan, this is Shar. Hi. We're in the same room, technically. <laughs> yeah. We're married, and uh, we're two out of the three founders of HiHo, our organization. And our organization is a nonprofit, federally recognized 501c3. And we do volunteer management, volunteer training, volunteer engagement. We work with organizations that help improve their volunteer systems. We do, uh, we train volunteer managers and that's basically what we do. And this podcast was intended to take the place. So we had a morning, we called it morning assembly because we had morning speakers and we had like audiences of about 15 to 30. 
and they were volunteer managers. And we had guest speakers talking about their experiences. Our first talk was um, the community engagement specialist from Microsoft, and she, we gave a talk there. And then the world kind of imploded. So now we're kind of taking it online to podcast form. And we're kind of recording things for posterity, but also just talking to a variety of people. So that's where you're at right now. Um, I've been working nonprofit my entire life. Uh, my current role is furlough, but uh, <laughs> before furlough, I was, uh, I work in administration, but I also lifetime um, nonprofit person. And I guess for fun, uh, I was going to ask you a quick question. Now, what's the last thing that you've done that you're really proud of? But I'll be a good example and I'll start. And it's easy. It's this podcast. Because it's been something we talked about for years. And finally, being under lock and key for so long, we figured might as well get it off the ground now. Amazon's still going to deliver. So we got these microphones. And pretty much, apparently, they'll let anyone do anything <laughs> online. So <laughs> this is what we're doing now. Um, well, I'm proud that recently I've been able to make a baby and in my life, I've not been able to do that or been always told that I can't do that. And, um, a couple months ago, surprise. And that's why we had to delay the interview because I was so oh sick. Oh my God. No, that's yay. <laughs> not for, not yay, not yay for sick though. Yay for baby making potential. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a bit older, so I didn't think it was going to be possible. And I've had a really bad car accident, been a pro wrestler for 21 years, been a pro wrestling trainer for uh, eight years. And also, um, I've had rheumatoid arthritis my whole entire life. So... I've always been told you can't, you can't, you can't. And then after my car accident, it was definitely cannot. So mm -hmm. surprise. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> this is probably for me the most insane thing I've ever done. <laughs> I've done some insane things. Well, I, I blame Maleki for that. <laughs> yeah, because he's Samoan. It's his fault. <laughs> so that must have turned your world upside down right now, right? Yeah. I mean, I can still train, but I'm just more like yelling on the outside. Or I get in and I'll do a little bit of like technical wrestling, but I don't fall. I don't roll. I don't do any of that right mm -hmm. now. So it makes it very difficult. So I'm just like, do what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and actually, I do follow you on social media. And I did see that you had a gender reveal. So congratulations yeah, on yesterday. a baby boy, right? Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. <laughs> I saw and his astronaut skills are real. He's very, very competitive. <laughs> I'm generally better, but I haven't tried in a few months. And apparently me pregnant sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the balloon and I saw the axe and I'm like, I, I suppose he has to hit it on the first try. Actually, he hit it on the first try twice oh. because it, my sister-in-law put it in two balloons. So she put it in a green one and a blue one to try to conceal the color. Uh huh. And so he hit it once. It popped one of the balloons. And it, like, but the other one was still there. So then he hit it again. <laughs> so he hit it twice. I'm like, that's competitive. That's very competitive. <laughs> yeah, did you mention to him that we didn't want to talk to him? Oh, I didn't even tell him about it. <laughs> he sleeps. He can sleep forever. I'm up at like literally 6.30 every morning. And I have clients that start usually about 8 or 9 in the morning online. So I also do personal training online. So mm. 
I've been doing a lot more of that lately. Yeah. Uh, so this, Nobody wants to leave their house to work out. So yeah. they're like, yeah, give it to me. Well, because there's a deadly uh, virus out there that will get anybody. <laughs> that's, why we're, that's why we're locked in our rooms right now for months now. I just want to travel. <laughs> we, we talked about how when we're done, we're going to vacation so hard after this. Like, oh absolutely. God. Oh, we've all earned it. We all just need to leave that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get excited when I drive two miles to uh, McDonald's. Right? I go to Kailua and I'm like so happy. <laughs> all right. So you mentioned your personal training. You mentioned wrestling, of course. Can we, can we have a background of, of all the things that you're involved with right now? And then we're going to pick and choose what, we, what is interesting to us. <laughs> it's all interesting. Okay. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Currently, I do personal training and nutrition online. Um, I don't do any personal training in person right now because we're on lockdown. I do pro wrestling training, which is also on hold because we're on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pro wrestler, but now I'm on hiatus because I got a little probably future pro wrestler inside of me. Mm-hmm. And not only wrestling, but you are the owner of Unified Championship Entertainment Wrestling. Is that correct? Yes, I'm half the owner, even though I like to say I'm full owner. Uh, you can say full owner. We won't tell anybody. Oh, I've already told everybody on the mic. <laughs> Yeah, so let's get into that. Like, um, what is the origins of Oost Wrestling? So the origins of Oost Wrestling is I have been a pro wrestler for 21 years. I started in Minnesota, but I moved to Florida. And I moved to Florida probably, I was there for probably about 12 years. I've been here for about two years now. And within four years of living there, I'd done like national TV down there. And within about four years, I met Alecki for the first time. Okay. And... So he had asked me for my contact information and as a businesswoman who's running her own personal business as a pro wrestler, because that's your solo business. Mm-hmm. I gave him my email address because I thought he was trying to book me on a show and he needed a girl. <laughs> and, you know, that many years ago, you just didn't hand out your phone number so easy. Anyway, we did a lot more business through just email. Uh-huh. So for me, that made sense for him. He was, denied fast forward eight years later after that i had taken two of my girl trainees one of them was her very first match to off of the wild samoan okay who's always been family to me and i've been working for him for a very long time and his son Alpha jr i've been friends with because when i moved to florida we all lived in apartment complex so a lot of the wwe wrestlers uh they had a they had a business called fcw which is Florida Championship Wrestling. This was before NXT. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they all moved to Tampa to do that. And then I moved to Tampa to get a job with either one. So I'm there and I meet Afa Jr. So I've been friends with Afa Jr. for longer than I've ever even met Alecki. Oh. And so then when I took my students to the show, he was there and he was working a match. And he did something where he bit into a pineapple and spit it out and the whole place went crazy. So after my girls were done wrestling, I went back to critique them and just teach them more. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at them. And I was like, hey, good, good thing with the pineapple. That was good. That was a good spot there. That was good. And he was like, it was impromptu. And he started talking to me. And I was like, where's my girls at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I found my girls. I critiqued them and I left. <laughs> and then after that, we connected. And right away, he asked me out on a date and for my phone number. And I was like, I was really bold. So then 
Within a couple of months, he proposed to me. Within a year, we were moving to Hawaii. Wow. Uh, I don't even think we were together actually a full year at that point. But we, we were moving to Hawaii. And then as the day we landed here, which was today, two years ago. Oh. I thought it was on this day. This is crazy. We landed <laughs> on the 1st. And as soon as we got here, we like started making business plans. Wow. Wow. So Afa is the owner of the Wild Samoan Training Center. Okay. And Aleki is his nephew. Hmm. So we got permission to open up a branch in Hawaii. So the Wild Samoan Training Center, Hawaii. And he loved the idea. Mm -hmm. That was great. He has one in Pennsylvania as well. And then... Um, we were talking about names for the company because we were like, all right, if we have a, you know, students, we need to run a show. So then we decided to like, this was all today, two years ago. We did like, we, as soon as we landed, we just started working. I think he had talked to me about it as we we're flying here. Like, I think I want to open up a pro wrestling company. I was like, okay. <laughs> Didn't think it was actually going to happen. And then we landed and then it was decided. So I said, well, unity what about unify because that's what we are in in wrestling especially especially in pro wrestling and especially in certain cultures in pro wrestling it's and like hawaii it's family mm -hmm. so it's a very 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 small family so unify means unity for us as a family but it also means for us to take care of the world or wherever we live which is an island so we have an island to take care of. So mm -hmm. we unified together and he came up with Oost Unified Championship Entertainment. Wow. And so that's the origin of it. So I'm a pro wrestler, met a pro wrestler whose lineage is huge <laughs> for the second time. <laughs> I love that. You know, we just kind of combined forces, you know, and we decided that we're going to bring pro wrestling back to Hawaii and we're going to do it the way we thought was best which was mm -hmm. and then everybody that we bring in is also people that we consider family or actual family uh -huh. so like over the years of wrestling you build up your own family in wrestling because there's so many people mm -hmm. but you build up the like people the people that you're like-minded and you get along with the best and once you do something for each other you're like tied forever right. with of course other. yes so everybody that we brought in is family we treat the community like family and that's why also it's a very very important to do community community service here very nice and so i make my students do it with me even if they don't want to <laughs> well i mean and not to lie we were very impressed by the fact that you're doing community engagement with your business and as a business owner we wanted to talk to you about that like what is your first thing that you've done here in hawaii for the community that you thought, you know, I'm going to start dragging my employees out with me, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, they actually are so coachable and they're so easy to get to just jump and go along with because we have a lot of military as well. So you say, you're going to do this. They go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then for us, you like, it's very strict with the training. So you just become easy coached, but then they see the benefits of it. They see the children light up, but the, like, I didn't know what to do initially, but I knew the beaches needed to be cleaned up. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, we're going to clean up Waimanalo beach because mm -hmm. it's, it's only a few minutes from where we live. And I had seen a lot of stuff on the beach and I was like, this is a beach that needs to be tidied up. We had asked, you know, people that were interested in training with us that hadn't committed yet, if they wanted to join us. And some of them did. 
and then we had local wrestlers and we started and I would say the first time we had people probably about maybe eight in total mm-hmm. but now we have like 20 people there um but oh. beach cleanup was the very 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 first thing that we did and then I just kept calling people and you know bugging people and calling different places to see because I didn't know either I didn't know the island very well uh-huh. I didn't my connections here were very little. My connections in Florida are massive because I lived there for 12 years. Uh-huh. And I had done community work there, but it was with only my personal training clients. Hmm. So I would do like a reward. We would do this and then, you know, have like grab bags for them afterwards. Or we would do this and it would be dodgeball, but then this dodgeball event would be for the kids group. Oh, wow. So nice. they donated for the dodgeball event or we raised together as a team. And then we would all play dodgeball with like paint and t-shirts and everybody would have fun and make a mess. So that was kind of what I was trying to bring here. And then Alecki was all on board for it. He was like, yeah, I mean, some of it, you know, he likes to do more than others, but I like to do it all. So I'm always there. Um, just right now it really sucks because we can't. Yeah. 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 A lot of people are really you know, up, up to their ears and, you know, what do I do with myself? And they have like nervous energy or something. You, you know. can't even clean the beach right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you can't even walk like, on the beach unless you're headed directly to the water and directly from the water right into your car. Soaking yep. wet. If I try to bring a trash bag into the water to find the trash that's in there, I'm, I'm going to be dragging that bag. <laughs> But after after beach cleanup, I had made my way through a lot of connections and eventually, you know, I used Dean actually to connect with a couple people or ask some questions because um, mm-hmm. he was one of our very first students. And I asked him, like, who who or where would best to go? So, like, feeding the homeless, I didn't know where an actual shelter was to feed them. Okay. So I just called around. It's a lot of more food banks that I talked to, and they didn't really give me direction of where to call. Yeah. But my students were more helpful with that. And um, as soon as we did the Aloha Tower show, um, I was able to start to get us into the children's um, hospital. Mm. Ooh, so that's so good. the huge one we love to do, which we can't do right now because, you know, yeah. they don't want us in there with our germs and bacteria with the kids, <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> about to have surgery or post-surgery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we generally like to show up with our belts and we bring games and we bring snacks and you know those kids beat us up with things. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> great but we miss that we just kind of feel like we're everything's claustrophobic right now yeah it, it feels like some of the things you're talking about it, it didn't just start here you, you already had that in florida and that's something you brought to hawaii so with your employees, I'm going to call them employees. Is that weird? or? Yeah, they're kind of employees, but they're more like independent contractors and volunteers. Yeah. So with, with, with those guys, how have they reacted to you being like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this? Like, it, does it change your culture? Does it make you guys closer? Oh, it makes us so much closer. Mm. We are completely a family. We'll throw barbecues and they'll come and they'll be like, hey, can I... Obviously, when it was like, you can only have 10 people, we still did it, but we're like, sorry, you can't bring your wife this time because we had a sign-up sheet. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) So things like like that, you know, it just kind of limits us and our ability to get to each other. And uh, it's really nice to be able to teach them the unity and the family and the closeness of 
what it's like to have a family because a lot of wrestlers actually come from really really broken homes yeah. um there's some that come from great families but or they're really missing something like maybe they're missing a parent or yeah. you know something traumatic happened to them so they come from a lot of broken families or really messed up families so wrestling is a way to bring family together so a lot of people find family within wrestling uh -huh. so when i teach them it's kind of like some of them are learning a new tool and some of them have had awesome parents that taught them really well from day one uh the locals get it more like okay sign up but the only thing that is difficult is because why it's expensive so some people have to work so much too oh, yeah yeah so we'll just do like hey you know let them know in advance hey you know we got this date we're gonna do this sign up everybody always wants to see the kids but there's actually a limit of how many wrestlers mm -hmm. can go there at once <laughs> um but we can't do that now. That's usually generally everybody's favorite. But when everybody gets together and we always do some sort of reward too, to kind of like throw the, you know, icing on top of the cake. Of course. So we'll like barbecue on the beach or, you know, we'll bring a bunch of snacks or we'll come to our property afterwards and we'll barbecue here. Mm -hmm. um, or if it's a small group, we'll take them out somewhere if we're whatever local, wherever we're at doing whatever. Um, but that's also like an additional reward. So they see it and then they do it more uh -huh. or they invite their family. They invite their like to the, the beach cleanups, they'll invite their kids. So they're, they're teaching as I'm teaching them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fantastic. It is. And that's all I can do is just hope that I teach somebody something and they repeat it mm -hmm. because eventually somebody will have to teach wrestling. And so what we do there as well is we teach how to teach wrestling. Mm. So whether it's community service or the product that we're doing currently, like you have to be able to teach it so it, it can continue. That's yeah, that's an amazing answer. Um, that's how we founded our organization by doing what you're doing, except I guess ah, it's kind of lame. Uh, instead of wrestling, we were all in we're all in UH marching band. I guess that's really similar. No, well. that's awesome. <laughs> it's still yeah. entertainment. Yeah, we 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 still had our. We had our share of split lips and things like that too. Of course. <laughs> um. I used to teach, I used to, I have a, I had a personal training client that was a baton twirler. So I had to yeah. her all her workouts to make her a strong, more stabilized baton twirler. That's awesome. A lot of um, so, wrist curls, I guess. It's very similar. That's a core workout, right? <laughs> Flexibility, kicking. Um, no, yeah. And we totally get it. We understand that, that belief of teaching and passing it on. Why, well, why is it so important to you personally? Um, well, I kind of come from a broken home too. So I've kind of developed how I see things in my own way. Because for me, when I was a kid, I was always told to shh, shh don't say anything. Sit there, be quiet. Mm -hmm. So I became very, very, very observant. And I think being observant has made me really learn to think for myself and to think about oh, well, this is right or this is wrong. This is right or this is wrong. No matter what the subject is, in my own opinion, I've decided. Or I ask a lot of questions because if I don't know something about whatever it is or like, hey, well, why is this important? Like, or hey, well, what's going on with this? So if I don't understand enough, I have to ask a lot of questions so I can really figure it out and decide for myself whether it's right, wrong, stand up for it, not stand up for it. And um, I've just kind of developed my own morals and my own code. And 
when I do something for others, I look, nobody taught me that. But when I was young, I did something for somebody and it made me feel really good. And then I saw how happy they were and that made me more happy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of learned how to build my own happiness mm-hmm. and build my own life and from literally nothing. So, you know, you make mistakes here and there, but you learn, you grow. And it's just kind of my own core values that I feel like is right. Mm-hmm. So that's all the best that I can do is like, kind of like, oh, well, I will also do this for my kid, you know, in the future. So it's like, well, I didn't learn any of this, but I taught this or I learned this myself. And I just want to teach this forward. And I guess I didn't really learn that I was a teacher <laughs> until I started personal training. And you become a teacher, you become a counselor, you become a psychiatrist, and you end up teaching all these things. You teach nutrition, you teach people to love themselves, to love their bodies. And it's not all about losing weight. Uh It's it's generally a mental block behind it. And whether that mental block is somebody when you were a kid told you that you're fat, well, it could have started there. Like, simple as that. You watched a commercial when you were younger, and you didn't tell anybody, hey, well, why is this commercial telling me I have to be a size zero? Like you didn't ask, so you watched it, you saw it, and now it's embedded in you. So I started teaching there while I was pro wrestling and actually on TV. I was just like, I like this. I'm going to do more of this. This makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Like I love entertaining the masses. I love being in, ton- in front of millions of people. But I loved that one-on-one time with people. Mm-hmm. And then I would start doing groups, and then I would start teaching many people, and I teach, like most of my per- personal training clients are women and mothers or single, mo- you know, single women. Uh-huh. And I just teach them how to love and grow and to be the best person that they can be. And I feel like you can't do that alone. You need your community. You need your family. You need your support system. You need your journaling. <laughs> you need whatever that can be to grow as a person. So I kind of just slowly develop my own Like, I like to do this. I like to make people happy. I like to fix people. I like to help people. I like to teach people. And that's why pro wrestling training came super easy to me. Because I'm a teacher. So I've learned that I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher of nutrition. I'm a teacher of life. (laughs) I've I've lived a long life. And I have a lot of experiences. And I can teach from that. So I'm long-winded. No, you're fine. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) It sounds like you're also, you know, taking that extra step, right? That, you know, mental acuity and the, the philosophy of community and giving back and trying to pass mm-hmm. on that knowledge to people around you, which we, we highly respect. We totally understand that. Oh, my gosh. We, are, we totally nerd out about it. <laughs> if I, kind of, I kind of felt like I really, really, really felt the community work when I decided to be big for Big Brother, Big Sister, mm. because I was always told like since I was 16 that I cannot have children Mm -hmm. and so I was like well if I can't have them I still want to support them so Mm -hmm. I want to be able to help somebody and I think I started growing more like I started growing as I was doing personal training and I started growing as I got my little Renaya so Renaya really taught me she was very smart very intelligent but I had to be even more patient Uh Uh and I had to teach her things now 
So I think, and I would incorporate her in a lot of my activities. So like the dodgeball, she's there. She's helping. She didn't want to get hit with them, but she's helping pass out the balls. She's <laughs> passing out the feet, passing out the bags. She's encouraging everybody. So um, I think having her really help drive me. And I think that's why a lot of times some mothers are really good at teaching or, you know, being head of this or head of that, because you get this little one. And now your job is to teach this little one. So I think getting started in big brother, big sister really helped me just kind of elevate where I was going. Was that your first volunteer experience in your life? Um, I, I mean, I had done little things in school, like, you know, clean up here, clean up there. Um, just kind of always have been giving. Like, I think if you come from little, you give more. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I've always just had, like, if I had $10 to my name and I went somewhere to eat, I would probably tip the person the rest of my money. Like that's the kind of person I am. So I didn't say it's smart. My <laughs> 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 last penny, but I definitely would. So it started small or like I would be in drive-thrus, whatever, and pay for the person behind me. And I would, you know, just feel good about that. Um, maybe I helped them that day. Maybe I helped them smile that day and, you know, little things here and there or like, you know, when you work for a company and they have a gym in the building, you know, you, you try to get somebody else motivated so they'll work out with you. Mm -hmm. So little mm -hmm. things here and there up until that moment. And then after I had her for a few years, I had a really, really bad car accident. Like, I should not be here. Um, but I was still a big to her during that time. Whether wow. I was calling her, whether wow. I was texting her. And then when I could drive again, even if it was scary... I still picked her up and like wow. took her places and, you know, continued as much as I could some days. Wow. You know, that's, that's a real, wow. Uh, hold on real quick. Sorry. Sorry. My dog is going to squeak this. I got dogs. <laughs> oh no, we're no. going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a little guitar and he's mad at me right now. <laughs> Yeah, but, we will we'll get to the dog part. Not like, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to show you him. Well, um, I, I was going to talk about Big Brothers Big Sister. Hey, hi, brother. <laughs> That's not important. Anymore. Yeah, here. <laughs> no, the, the dogs are always more important. <laughs> yeah. So you did Big Brother Big Sister? I worked there, so I was a case manager. Uh, okay. And I specialized in recruiting high school and adult volunteers to work in after-school programs. So a little okay. bit different. I think you're a community match. So you were, you know, doing yeah. weekends and stuff. Yeah. I did weekdays after school from like 2.30 to 5. Uh, but, you know, I've seen people grow through that program. So when you started talking about it, I'm, I was like, yeah, I was totally on board. Like I, I can imagine the kind of growth you went through. But to talk about your car accident, I, I'm fully aware of your car accident. But to hear that you continued your match through all of that, I, I, that's, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. That's unbelievable. It's amazing. I missed her so much, so incredibly much. I was literally in bed for three days, mm -hmm. whether it was the hospital or my own bed, or three days, three months, three months. And I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And then I had to wound back and heal before I could take her anywhere. So I just continued. We were, we were together and saw each other very frequently for four years. And wow. actually... I still talk to her and her mother is approved. Once she's 18 and graduates, I'm the, I told her if she gets all A's, which she gets close enough to all A's. Uh -huh. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't see this. 
<laughs> but I told her if she gets all A's and graduates with honors, I will fly her here and she will have a vacation. Oh. Wow. So, oh, my she gosh. She's going to love yes. it. She's already performed. <laughs> so I'm hoping she continues and does really well. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah, after the 14-day oh. quarantine, I'm sure she'll love it. <laughs> yeah, if it ever opens back up again. <laughs> God, I hope she's not graduating yet. She should probably be a sophomore this year. Oh, okay. She, I'm, she, I matched with her when she was eight. Wow. 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 That's so, <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love this story. This is I'm so amazing. <laughs> this is so amazing. I saw a picture of her at like a dance and she was dressed up and she looks like a woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How surreal is that going to be when she's an adult and she's graduating? She's going to be and- taller than me. Her mom is way taller than me. Wow. <laughs> She was up to here, and then she was like up to here when I left. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing! She's just gonna look at me and be like, "Oh, you now you shrunk." (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Oh man, that's That's a great story. Sorry, I can talk about everything all. That's such a great story. Oh (laughs) my gosh. I'm so, I'm so, uh, that's so inspiring to hear. And I think a lot of people are going to get a lot from that. I mean, as far as understanding who you are and understanding how you've, how us works and stuff. I mean, cause like Ryan said, it's, it's very similar to how we started, but, and, and I can't say that it's not unnatural because you folks are like an Ohana, like a family and you operate as such. And so you take care of each other similarly with, you know, and, in, and that kind of permeates through your, your earlier experiences and your want to give and your want to connect. So, I mean, gosh, like we can't help being of and all of that because that's amazing. And I actually forgot to mention, I was a little. So oh. my grandma, and she took care of me, and she, has, she had MS, and she was in a wheelchair, so she was wheelchair-bound. So she put me in the program so I could go out. And oh. I had a... I had a big from the age of eight. That's why I wanted somebody about eight. Uh-huh. It just felt like, you know, it was good. You found another. <laughs> from eight to about 16. And I think at 16, she was probably, you know, really setting into her life now. Oh, that's cool. Thank you for bringing it to me. I'm going to take it from you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's full, this is full energy. circle. <laughs> that's a full circle story right there. That's yeah. Amazing. So when you come from not much and you have this program, and I was like, okay, I, somebody did this for me and took this many years out of their life. I wanted to do that for somebody else. And at the time, because I was married before, my ex husband was not on board with that. So no big couple then. No. No, just me. It was okay. It gave me a lot of distraction from my real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that's, not, that's not a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, giving back can kind of put us in better headspace and give us exactly. opportunity to give back in a, mm-hmm. in a positive way. Exactly. When you do more for others, you, you, you get more clarity yourself. Yeah, I like to think that when we started High Hole, we kind of you know, we didn't really know, we didn't flush it out. We didn't know where we would be. We started in 2009. So we've been doing it for about, you know, 11 years now. That's fantastic. Yeah. We see people who are involved in our organization 
and we see them grow. And that kind of makes us feel like, you know, maybe it's not what, what we thought of when we started, but we definitely enjoy the benefits of it now. And we know that people are affected by us. Much like you're little. I mean, come on. Everybody grows. She's going to grow a lot. <laughs> She's going to grow a lot in a lot of ways. She's a very smart girl. And I hope she keeps going. But all I can do is encourage her from my point. All I can do, you know, all I can do be is a friend now. But hopefully eventually someday she becomes a big and she can make an impact in somebody else's life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think regardless if she comes a big, I think you've inspired her to give and that spirit of giving never never stops it's it's so contagious i think (laughs) in a good way (laughs) yeah it is it feels good you should do more things that make you feel good you should yes (laughs) yeah i mean and to top it all off the first time you give her a shave ice i mean it's gonna blow her mind (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna want to go everywhere she's gonna want donuts i can't eat those donuts but what are those donuts called Oh, malasadas? Yeah, malasadas. <laughs> yeah. She's going to want those, some shea She's going to want all the desserts. She loves desserts. <laughs> I mean, eating here in Hawaii is like a professional sport. I mean, practically, it's hard. There's lots of good stuff here. <laughs> I have noticed, but I'm, I'm actually vegan, so I don't partake in a lot of it. But there's a lot of vegan options and a lot of good vegan food here. There is. Japanese makes really good vegan food. They always yes. have tofu and vegetables, and they make you any kind of sushi you want. Oh my God. Yeah, our volunteer group, when we provide, so like you, we, we provide that little carrot at the end. So we do food and we do refreshments, and we had people coming in that were vegan, and we were like 30 people, two people vegan. Too bad. Everyone's eating vegan today. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you never know. You never know. No, and we made sure it wasn't just a tossed salad and vinaigrette. I mean, Oh, my God. Yeah, One of the yeah. biggest things we found in... I don't even make salads. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And there's so many in my life that I'm like, eh, just grow me some vegetables. <laughs> we started uh, to engage with our people, our partners, and our organization we volunteered with. And we started talking about, you know, vegan options. And we always used to preach, like, don't throw a salad at our volunteers. Just throw something on the grill. It's going to be okay. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be green and leafy. Yeah, if if they go to a bar or they go to food and they just see a salad, they'll you'll let you see them go like this and then go. They'll just be like shattered on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is a good time to talk about it. So let's not beat around the bush anymore. The real reason you're here. How many animals do you have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Instagram? <laughs> yes, I want to know about all of them. Well, there's Mochi right there. Hey, Mochi. Hi. Oh, my God. Yes. Hi, buddy. And um, there's two down there. They're pugs. I don't know if you can see them. They're under under the chair. I see Uh, them. We also have four Great Danes here. Okay. Four Great Danes. You actually can't see or hear. Oh, my. Hi, baby. (laughs) And he just wants to play. Oh my goodness. The other one is Eddie. I actually rescued Eddie from Mexico. Wow. Yep. He's just chilling over there. I smuggled him in. I had his paperwork and everything done, but the I had a black and blue eye from wrestling in Mexico. (laughs) Okay. So the Texan was the Texan that was checking me was like, Why were you in Mexico? I was like, I I was boxing like for you know, for sport, for like 
for like, you know, exercise. And I got hit in my eye. He's like, what really happened? So he thought I was abused. Oh. I can't tell him I was making money in Mexico. He was doing a wellness check. Good job yeah. on him. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was taking classes. And he's just like, get in. <laughs> and I had the dog in this little carrier and he was he was literally this big and I just walked right on through <laughs> wow so technically I smuggled him because he should have been quarantined for at least you know a couple hours at least that's a I believe that's a felony that's an international smuggling incident <laughs> well it didn't catch me 10 years ago <laughs> I hate to break it to you. This is a sting operation. <laughs> now you're going to confiscate my dog. He'd leave. He would leave in a heartbeat. So, so Eddie's actually Mexican. Um, oh, my gosh. He actually is. So we're a blended family. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, have, you have pugs. You have Great Danes. There's four Great um, Danes here. Those are, the one is ours, but really now he's the family dog because... Uh-huh. My father-in-law loves him so much. <laughs> there's oh four gosh. Great Danes, and there's a parrot named Ipo, two tortoises, um, a okay. pig named Pickles. Pig. Yes, I saw the pig. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Spotted awesome. pig, so cute. <laughs> He's awesome, and he loves the little dogs. He loves the little ones. Um, he does not like the big ones. There is now a billy goat. And two sheep that I know of. There may be another goat. I'm not sure. There's a <laughs> bunny rabbit. Somebody gave us bunny rabbits. One of them disappeared. <laughs> One of them broke out. So that one's wow. breeding somewhere. <laughs> okay. And um, there's miniature ponies. There are oh, regular sized ponies. And then oh big gosh. horses. And even one Clyde sale. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, oh, no, not done. A barn cat. Cat. <laughs> Mufasa. And then my sister in law has <laughs> two cats and a Rottweiler. Oh my gosh. It's a puppy Rottweiler, but she's going to get big. Yeah. All I can think about is the amount of poop in your yard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's clean. Yeah. We all clean it up daily. I'm like, I have a little. I'm going to do these guys. I'm not doing the big guys. The big poop. <laughs> I'm not doing big poops. No, that's gross. I did not sign up for that. I told the lucky when he got this, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to do with horse poop. I, I assume you just leave it there and hope it goes away. Um, the, the people that run the little cakey operation back there, they have like their horses back there. Um, they bring them in. Well, I think there's one. And then they, their job is also to clean up the yard. So they clean up the horse poop. Oh. I don't do horse poops. Nope. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't do horse poops. And I, I, can't, I can't do the turtles because it's got E. coli on it. Oh, so, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I right. can't do that. But I also can't do their water dish at all either. So if their water dish is out, which I take care of some of the small animals, like they're feeding. Mm. Uh, we all have our own parts. <laughs> but I can't do their water. So Poor things, if they're out of water, I have to, like, find somebody, hunt somebody down and be like, why are the turtles? <laughs> so along with Oost Wrestling and personal training, you guys run an animal rescue. <laughs> <laughs> so they do, they do horse rides for the kids and they throw parties. Oh, 
I think That's it's called nice. Cakey Paniolo. Why am I not a little Cakey Paniolo? Some, something like that. Oh, that's so cute. Don't quote me directly. Is that with the regular size horses or the miniature ponies? The older kids will wear the regular, or wear, ride the regular size horses or the big ponies. And um, the little kids will ride the miniatures, like the little tiny kids. Wow, that's, that's cool too. Yeah, so you see these little tiny, like, three, four, five-year-olds on these little tiny miniature ponies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm very interested in the animals, obviously. You would love it here. You would have a great day. You would be, like, at a zoo, but you'd get close in person. <laughs> I love Great Danes only because of their size. Oh like, I love gosh. big dogs, and so we have an 80-pound dog, right? But um, Which apparently is nothing, because yeah. <laughs> not compared apparently to a great She's medium-sized. <laughs> no, they're like, one of them is close to 200 pounds. Wow. Yeah, so she's like 186 pounds or something like that. She's huge. Don't get any ideas, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we got big enough poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, to scale the big dog, I mean, the, to trade off cuddling a big dog or cleaning up poop twice a day, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I have to weigh the consequences, I think. When you have three little ones, it's like you have one big one because one's laying on your lap, one's laying on your side, one's trying to lay up here on you, and you just, you have no bed after a little dog. That's true. That is on my bucket list to get swarmed by dogs like that. Hopefully one day. <laughs> you laid on my floor, you'd get swarmed by three of them. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> they hundred percent will they wanna be touched, they wanna be loved, and that is it. Scratch oh touch love. That's it. Ryan has tried many times to try and get swarmed by any type of dog. He sees dogs and gets on the floor. <laughs> I have several pictures of him trying to all make the dog do swarm. Is lay down. They'll jump all over you. Man, I can't wait. I'm available any day this week. <laughs> yes, we can use a sitter when we go on vacation. Oh, oh man. Oh, you got to pick a poop. <laughs> little one. Little poop. Yeah, little poops. It's going to be a race to who vacations first, Rain. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I got to get one in before I get too big. Because, yeah, I got to get That's true. Traveling. Actually, I probably won't get I have a feeling I'm not going to get that big. I'm putting it out there now in the universe. <laughs> I just want to be one of those pregnant people that from walking behind you can't tell I'm pregnant and then I turn sideways you're like whoa <laughs> right when you hit nine months it's like oh now you're pregnant <laughs> I had a co-worker who was a, tr a trainer as well and she had her first baby and you couldn't tell from behind oh yeah I and um, we are all concerned because we don't know anything about nutrition or fitness <laughs> We're like, should you be working out so hard still? And she's like, no, my doctor said, you know, as long as we maintain the same level, as long as it don't increase, right? Yeah, you can't increase. You'll end up decreasing because you get weaker. So, so the story is she was, she was late. And the doctor said, I don't know, just keep doing what you're doing. So she did the pillbox hike. Oh, yeah. And then when she came down, she's like, dad did it. And then she gave birth <laughs> shortly after. <laughs> Yeah, I had, I had a client. I've trained a lot of pregnant women, so I know how to go about the whole workouts and the nutrition. I got that for this pregnancy. Um, there's steps in each um, each trimester, but um, mm -hmm. I they would leave, like, and I could, I could not tell from behind that they were pregnant, but if they turned around, you could definitely tell. And they would go in and out within six to eight hours, push out that baby, and they would leave the hospital five pounds pre-baby weight, like only five pounds over pre-baby weight. So the it. thing is like, 
old mentality is sleep and lay in bed. But the thing is, that's really unhealthy to do. Even if at minimum you're walking. If you're just walking every day, that's fantastic. But you're getting ready for your biggest workout of your life. <laughs> so you must be strong and your cardio needs to be good to be able to do this. Because it's a journey. For me, I'll have to have a C-section because of my car accident. But I also want to be strong now for the healing. So if you're stronger uh -huh. before surgery, your healing is better. So even Absolutely. before I got my new hips, I was working out tons, like to the point mm -hmm. where I could do, I don't know how many pull-ups I could do, but it was ridiculous. So when I was in the hospital and they were trying to get, you know, the blood off the pad, I would just lift myself up and they'd be like, oh my God, oh my God. I'd be like, I got this. If I need to walk on my hands, I got this. <laughs> But I ended up walking five days later. So that shows that wow. like, I worked free, killed it. There you go. Yeah. So you're not just bionic, but you're like supernatural as well. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely bionic. And I definitely have nine lives for sure. And probably a few, <laughs> maybe 15 lives. I've definitely used nine. <laughs> well, that baby's going to gonna suck five lives out of you right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm praying, though. <laughs> with Alecky's background and you're having a boy so he's just gonna eat all your food he's gonna just eat you out of house and home this baby is also gonna be vegan because i do not cook meat i do not cook meat he just woke up i did not cook meat i don't cook it at all because i'm vegan why why do i want to touch it why do i want to eat it of course for a while i just yes. cooked a little bit for him and then i was like i'm not doing it anymore i'll cook everything but the meat i'm doing an interview good morning <laughs> So I'm going to ask you the most ignorant question I can ask a vegan is, so where do you get your protein from? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so oh, beans, lentils, so <laughs> they even have like chickpea pasta now, lentil <laughs> yeah. pasta. Yeah. There's tofu, yeah. there's so many sources. And plus your greens have so much protein in them, certain ones exactly. do. Exactly. They have protein and calcium. Exactly. And most of the nut milks actually have a decent amount of protein in them and more calcium than cow's milk. Mm -hmm. No, no. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, <laughs> I started eating Buddha bowls for lunch before we went on lockdown and my coworker was like, what are you eating? I'm like, it's so good. And I'm like, it's fine. And she's like, where are you getting your protein from? I'm like, oh, you're so ignorant. <laughs> All these young people. <laughs> but I supervised her so I could tell her whatever I want. I just told her, get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Buddha bowls. For, before I knew I was pregnant, I had, I guess I had kind of a craving of making my own Buddha bowls, but I always went out to get them because I didn't really know how to make them, but my sister-in-law is a chef. Oh, great. So I was like, today I want to make Buddha bowls. Let's do it. So I like hiked yeah. her up and she was like, okay, they're not really that hard to make. And I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so we made them with pumpkin and chickpeas and all this other greens and uh, i didn't even know what crocodile kale was but since hawaii you guys have a lot of crocodile kale a lot of kales yeah a lot of different <laughs> yeah. varieties yeah in florida they didn't have that many so we just put all this stuff and then rice at the bottom and we decided to buy the dressing and not make it because we were already doing a lot but it was delicious. And then all of a sudden, I could not eat any vegetables and everything was a turn off. I could only eat crackers. Oh. oh. I couldn't even eat rice. I was like, oh, wow. ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to set up a meeting. I'm just like, no, <laughs> not now. I was like, I gotta be straight with you. I was like, I'm pregnant. So sick. 
I passed that phase of having to like be turned off by by those foods. I can finally eat. Yeah, good. So <laughs> good, good, Because what? Because what is life worth living if you can't eat? Oh no, I love food. People are like, "You're vegan. You must never eat." I'm like, I eat all the what? time. I eat more no. being vegan. I eat more food now than I did before. It's just I don't eat hard calorie dense fatty meat. Mm-hmm. So I get to eat a lot more of everything else. Yeah. Generally, eat more than my husband does. A lot more colorful things. Well, and vegan ice cream has come a long way. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a oh, there's yeah. a local place. Let me find it real quick. We're getting vegan tips. So it's called. I'm gonna do the plug for them because they're so awesome. Oh. Newbie, or new. Yes, yeah, new. Vegan ice cream. It's local, and they'll deliver it right to your house. Wow. So they make all kinds. We're gonna plug them. We're yeah, we gonna plug them. This is this is pineapple and lehang, and they have um, ube, which is Lucky's favorite. There you go, all you local people out there, ube and lehang. <laughs> they do not pay me. They do not sponsor me. I just like them. Oh yeah, we plug anything. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, I like to help out local businesses too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wish it would be a more help. I think we have like twenty listeners right now. <laughs> But oh, that's it's okay. fine. You, <laughs> hey, if you post it on my pages, you'll get wrestling fans to pay attention and just to watch this too. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be like they only talked about food and being pregnant. What is this? <laughs> no, it's a different than all of the other <laughs> interviews I've done for pro wrestling. Usually, <laughs> where did you start? Who trained you? Uh, yeah, we don't want to know that stuff. Well, we have. Well, to be fair, we have wrestling content ready to go. <laughs> we do. We do. For example, my wife has the best. Well, to well, me, it's one best. of the best stories. Because uh, why don't you go ahead? Well, I mean, yeah, because like Ryan said, he was like, "I need you to talk because you're the only person I know who's actually been to an event in Hawaii, and your story is actually pretty good." Uh, only because, like, back in the day, uh, getting to watch a live wrestling event was pretty limited in Hawaii, around, and for, especially for somebody my age. Uh, because back in the day when my dad was younger, his father took him to see wrestling. And they called it at the Old Termite Palace. And it was like, you know, local circuit wrestling and stuff. My dad really loved it. And when wrestling finally came to Hawaii for the very first time as a live show, it was the WWF back then. That's how old this was. Um, And it was like the headliner was Hulk Hogan and they had Andre the Giant. He fought Andre the Giant. And it was like this whole slew of wrestlers. And I was super into wrestling in the 80s. And my dad was like so excited. He was like, I'm going to take you guys. I'm going to take you and your younger sister and we're going to see this. I think I was like in like I, I swear it was like fifth or sixth grade i can't really remember but he was like you know we're gonna go i think he was like 10 times more excited than i was i think the ultimate warrior was there too ultimate warrior and then we sat like third row and i was so pumped because we were seeing it live and this for us in hawaii this is really rare and i was so excited we got my dad was like so thrilled we bought shirts we bought the ice cream bar I was freaking out and I was like, this is the, like the best day of my life, you know? And I think my dad knew deep down inside, like he was like, you're going to remember this forever. 
I know you're going to remember this forever. And I'm glad I got to experience this with you. And it was a kind of like a dad, father, daughter type of thing that we did together. And we never, my dad worked like all the time, like 24 <laughs> seven. I hardly saw my dad. And so when we were finally able to do like stuff together, it was really special. And this in particular was really, really special. Um, and, and it's funny because I kind of don't remember what happened as far as wrestling was concerned that day. But I do remember sharing the experience with my dad. Oh, that's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. See, wrestling brings families together all the it time. Does. It does. It does. I mean, you know, and I think. That's awesome. You had to see Andre the Giant. That's I, so did. So <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. The first thing I, I asked her was, did you eat the ice cream bar? Because I never had one. <laughs> Super jealous. <laughs> and the second thing I asked her was, did you see Andre the Giant then? And she said, I, yes. Yes, that's I did. That's amazing. And, Not many people can say that. Yeah, I was. At the time, you know, and he was, this was uh, shortly after SummerSlam, after he retired. And um, so seeing him in person was just like, he really is, he's really is that big. Yeah, and he's, and he was so, I think it was towards the end of his career, so he was slowing down a bit. But he was still impressive, and he was still a showman. And Bobby Heenan was him with him at that time, oh, too. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we, I was, I love, I love Bobby Heenan. <laughs> uh, but he watched that's Charlotte's favorite character it's Bobby Heenan I'm like Bobby Heenan she's like yeah he's, he's so smart so smart he's, he's incredible so good. He's yeah he was such an articulate uh commentator him uh, I loved watching him and Gorilla Monsoon like they were my favorites like listening to them speak and like interact with each other was so natural and I was like this is how you commentate and to me, like watching like football and commentators commentate, I was like, this is nothing compared to wrestling and listening to Bobby Heenan and listening to uh, Gorilla Monsoon talk. I was just so impressed by them. But yeah, so getting back to the story, I, the reason, and the reason why I, I really appreciate that you folks brought Us and have been doing live shows is because now families can have that experience kids yeah. and, you know, kids and their parents can come and watch live and build that you know that those memories together and for me that I know how special that was for me and I know it'll be special for these kids they might not know it right now but later on they'll be like there was a time when I watched wrestling live and that's special you know I mean aside from I really I really love the athleticism and the and the the theater that you folks bring and the care and the professionalism that you folks bring to this brand of wrestling and I'm really, as a, as a fan of wrestling for a very long time, this is something that Hawaii definitely needs. And I'm glad you folks have brought it back here. So thank you so much for that. Of course. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. being Awesome. I just hope that just, you know, our being in entertainment, all of our businesses have been set back. So all of the steam that we had, we're just, we're just hoping that we didn't lose it all, you know, you know, it was when you try to build and build and build and we've been building since you know december of 2018 mm -hmm. you know we've been working really hard to build and we put a lot into it and then all of a sudden it was just like so we're just praying and hoping that you know when we start back up we're gonna try but you know we're gonna try for the end of the year um, yeah because that would be like our anniversary show oh, okay. oh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna try to bring it back and um, hopefully the steam will pick right back up because people mm. will want to be entertained right away. That's what we're praying for. I anticipate that first show back is going to get crazy with people just wanting to be there and wanting to be together. 
you talk about the wrestling of the family, but sitting in the crowd at your event and seeing the guys who all know each other, and I'm and I'm trying to watch them. Like, do they know each other, or do they know each other from the show? And I'm <laughs> guessing that they're just fans, but they're see each other so much that they interact with each other. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really special. I brought my brother to your um, Dave and Buster show. He's never been to a show before, and um, he and I got the bond over that. You know, we both love yeah. wrestling too, but. You know, my first show was at Aloha Tower. My second show was at DMB with him. And he looked at me and he had this look in his eyes like, wow, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, it really is awesome. <laughs> we talked for a long time after. It was, it was so good to, to have those memories. And uh, we just talked about how long was Giant Leather under the ring for? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and... And uh, I'm glad Char shared her story about Andre the Giant because Char goes, well, who's your favorite wrestler? And I said, uh, George the Animal Steel. He's awesome too. He she's so like, awesome. why? I'm like, I like the way he bit the ring. And she's like, oh, you're so weird. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I was a weird kid. I met him when I was 17 years old. And wow. he was so incredibly sweet to me. That's so cool. He was not nice to any of the other men in the locker room. But he was really <laughs> sweet to me. He gave me good advice. So you met him working then? Yeah. You didn't just meet him. You were working. No, I was 17. And I, was, I started wrestling at 17 years old. Wow. Yeah. Is this some more illegal activity, wrestling before you're 18 or <laughs> um, Well, smuggling? I've been on my own since I was 16, so I was already making my own choices. Emancipation? Rain, yeah. Rain makes her own. She makes her own rules. I have. Her life. I've been making my own rules since I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, you make a lot of mistakes and you learn and grow a lot. Yeah. I would say the one thing that I was never taught that I hope and that I will teach my kids and I hope other people teach their kids is like how to balance a checkbook and how to use credit yes. cards. Oh, yes. Or yes. If, you know, get one credit card and use it yes. wisely for points. Yes. <laughs> use it for flying yes. points. Buy free. Oh my gosh. You're going to automatically correct your kids' viewpoint. I called my first credit card the magic card because it just paid for things and you never had to pay it back. That's what I thought too. I said I messed up. I messed up. And then I had to pay it all back. And then I was like, ah. Oh my gosh. Yep, me too. It's harder to do it this way. Only use the money if it's in my bank account. Oh, and then I pay it off. Oh, then I get points for it and I can fly somewhere for free. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to pay for flights. <laughs> exactly. There's a crazy story I have meeting this lady who had the same last name as me. I'm going to try to tear through it. She goes, is your middle name, uh, start with an M? I said, yeah, absolutely. How do you know that? She goes, my husband's name is Ryan Leong, like you. He has the middle initial name M, like you. And she said, do you have bad credit? And I said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she said, because your creditors are calling our house every day, trying to find you so you can pay all the money back. And I said, wow, I just disappeared. I changed my number a couple of years ago. And I thought those guys just lost track of me. Apparently they're calling you now. And she didn't think it was funny. I thought it was really funny. She's like, every day. And we had to keep telling them, this is not the right guy. Ryan, you were a jerk kid back then. <laughs> I think you hope it'll go away, but it doesn't go it away. Does it doesn't. It does not. No. They will find you. No, and I lost even them. Even if you pay it off, they'll still have like another company call and try to make it like you do owe them. And you're like, no, I don't owe you anything. Oh, they're going to get you. <laughs> no, that guy took the fall for me. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I kind of knew going in that this interview wouldn't be 
what you're used to because we obviously we're not a wrestling organization. We're a volunteer organization. And we're not professional interviewers. And we're not professional <laughs> interviewers. Um, we got $70 mics from Amazon to make us look more professional. But I think you talked a lot about your background and how you've kind of got to where you are. And I, I feel the sentiment of passing it along. You talk about passing it and teaching other people. You talk about teaching your, your son. You talk about teaching the wrestlers about it. And I think that's what intrigued us the most. I mean, yes, it's very impressive. And we're kind of awestruck that you're a professional wrestler for so many years. Not to mention your husband's big and scary. But we were really interested in hearing about your story about... But I was scarier than him. <laughs> yeah, he just bites pineapples. He just bites pineapples. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, technically, uh, the simplest way I can ask it is, is your wrestling persona a bad guy or a good guy? Always a bad guy. Always. Well, always a bad guy. Is that because it's fun or to get the most crowd? Yeah, fun. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Um, I mean, part of, there's two parts to it. One, I'm actually a nice person and I do a lot for people. So when I get to be the opposite, it's way more fun. Um, okay. I can't, and I also have a face that I can't just go out there and instantly be happy, like, and excited. Okay. And like, to me, that's extremely fake. And everything you'll ever get about me is extremely straightforward and straight and very honest, straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can't just go out there and turn that on. That has to be something that happens for me. So I can go out there and be, you know, annoyed easier than I can be just like, I just can't throw in that cheerleader face. I don't have it. <laughs> so, and then also being a bad guy is more of the control. So you have more mm-hmm. control of the whole situation that is happening than the good guy actually does. Um, wow. So your job is to kind of always make sure the good guy is super excited over and like everybody likes them. So uh-huh. that's your job. Your job is to be the bad guy, not to be the good guy. So you have to make everybody dislike you. And the more you do that, the more they like the other person. So you, if you don't really make them hate you, they don't like that person as much. Uh-huh. Makes sense. So that's part of the control. And just the way the whole format and the way everything just runs, it runs better with the bad guy running the show. And it's yeah. more sense. exciting for the fans because then at the end, if I get my butt whooped by the good guy, now it's fun. But if yeah. the good guy mm. just whooped my butt the whole time, it's not as fun. Mm. Yeah, and you rarely see situations where people love who the boss is, right? Right. So that's a natural kind of character development. <laughs> where they love, yeah, that's true. But it, that's I why mean, we well, have the good boss and the bad boss. The good, yeah, <laughs> the good boss and the bad <laughs> I have seen, though, from the crowd reaction, being in the crowd, that the lines are really blurry. You have character development, but they just love it so much. They're just cheering everything. All the kids don't cheer me. All the kids are mean to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the kids are the meanest to me. Like, They're the ones yelling at me the most. It'll be silent. And then I'll hear a child be like, you're dumb, right? You're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the child's extent of their, I'll insult their looks and their intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Basically what they do, they go for it. Or I'll do something else. Or I'll say something or do something, whatever, especially when I cut in a promo, they'll talk back to me when in the promo. That's so cute. And I'm like, he's real bad. <laughs> it's so cute. And then I just tell them, you know, go play in the street. So, uh, yeah. And then they're like, oh. But how do you not 
react to that? Because deep down inside, you must be immensely happy that these kids are interacting in a way that you want them to, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. total crowd manipulation. <laughs> it's total crowd manipulation. And I am good at it. And they, I will make them are good that at even it. the children and the grandmas will yell at me and scream at me. I love that. I had a grandpa <laughs> chase me in the ring once when I was young and I ran out. It was like, okay, I know I can make people mad. Yeah, you are very good at I your was job. Like, three times the size of me. I'm out. <laughs> See? So that means if my if my grandma were here, she would absolutely hate you. I used to watch wrestling with my grandma. Oh, she probably would hate you. Oh, yeah. I have actually one of, I won't say exactly, but we'll just say one of the wrestlers, significant others, actually went from liking me to hating me because of my wrestling persona. Oh, wow. Wow. Good job. And this is the face of somebody who cares. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when you get older, you get you get your friends, you get your close people, you get your family, and you get if somebody doesn't like you at the end of the day, you just go. Yeah, it's true. Not my problem. It's usually the per- there's something about that person that makes them hate or dislike, yep. and that's fine. And that's Absolutely. not my circle. Yep. Um, but also my wrestling persona can do that to somebody that makes me extremely happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's validation. I was going to say, though, it makes sense, though, that you are a bad guy because the bad guy has to take the point of service. Like, I am serving to help somebody else in a way. Like, I'm helping whoever I'm in the ring with look better, you know, be better. And and that makes na- make uh, total stronger, sense. Make them yeah. look like the king of the champions. Like I can make a girl that's significantly weaker than me look like she can press me. Right, and and that's really. I mean, it makes total sense that you chose to do the bad guy because you're naturally of service to people. I mean, it does mean I get my butt whooped a whole lot more. (laughs) (laughs) But you make it look good, though. I mean. Oh, well, girls are actually a lot more violent than the boys are. (laughs) I've had my fair share of concussions and broken bones over the years. I think it's all the aggression. Because it's the patriarchy, it's just weighing down on women, and they're just trying to get their frustrations out. (laughs) Listen, my generation, there wasn't women wrestlers around. So we had to like really step it up. Same thing in business. You have to really step it up and you have to hold yourself to a certain level and you have to go after the business no matter who you're pissing off. So Mm. there's plenty of guys that didn't want me in the locker room. I didn't care. I was there to, I was there to wrestle and make money and Mm -hmm. I would go to this next locker room and maybe people would like me, maybe they wouldn't. And I would search for different girls if there was, or if not, I'd bring my friend with me. And it's the same thing as business. You're just knocking down different doors. And so yeah. now I've knocked down enough doors that look at the girls on TV now. They're having mm-hmm. multiple female matches a night. And I know half uh-huh. of these girls. And I'm so incredibly happy for them. And some yeah. of them are running the locker rooms and in the locker rooms and in the offices, making big decisions of these big companies. And I'm like, yes, girl. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. So there's a lot of doors that, and I think just, you know, starting to work at an early age, just, you know, taught me about that you just got to kind of take it you just gotta gotta go for it and then every time you make a little step up even if it's a baby step you're like yeah you feel good about yourself and you do it again and then you do it again and then you help somebody help somebody get here help somebody get there and you feel even better but that that that's the spirit that that i see from you that you know helping others as a as a bad guy helping them get over or helping them find themselves through service i mean you you've crafted a lifetime of giving back and 
that's the kind of person we want on our podcast. That's the kind of person we want to share with the people. We hope that yeah. people got to know you a little bit better, but more importantly, we hope that they, they come out and they support your product because it's, it's good to support a product because you like it. But when you really find out where the company comes from and who's representing it, someone like you, I mean, you, you got you to wish them success. And, and we're officially saying that on your first show, all of our listeners should be there <laughs> and to enjoy the show. <laughs> That's going to be me, Shar and Dean. There's only people listening right now. <laughs> I'm just hoping as of hopefully November 5th that all this stuff goes away because right now it just seems very political in my opinion. And hopefully everybody's lives can get back to normal. I feel like this is a political move at this point. Yes, people are getting sick, but people are getting sick from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I hope people don't get of sick. Course. Of course. That's all you can yeah. do is wish for it. But I'm hoping as of November 5th that people stop politically taking their own terms and doing what they decide with everything between money and, and just kind of go away and let us live our lives again. That's what I'm praying. We definitely want to be involved in our community, but we also want to have entertainment stuff for ourselves so we can have some fun. Listen, if we still have to wear masks at that point indoors, fine. As long as we can entertain. I mean, we can't run them while we're wrestling because we won't make it through the match. <laughs> guess, yeah. But, yeah. you know, we'll set it. If the rules and stipulations are everybody has to sit six feet apart, fine. We'll accommodate all that because yeah. our we're trying to run our first show back at the Philcon because it holds a large amount of people and mm. we, can buy, uh-huh. we can rent more ballrooms if we, ha- if we sell enough. So uh-huh. we can extend and extend if we need to and just to fill the space for, you know, the six feet. If at that time it's still around. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that a lot of the stuff goes away, but if we all still wear a mask and six feet apart, we can accommodate at the Philcon when we know that. So uh-huh. Um, hopefully we can do that in December for our anniversary show. We've been trying to run shows, but they keep pushing yeah. it back. <sighs> you think wearing hopefully- a mask is going to keep Chris Wilde quiet? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Why would we want that? Absolutely not. I try to do that myself. I try to keep him quiet and I can't. He just keeps coming back. He just keeps coming back like a flea. <laughs> or like lice or something. He just doesn't go away. I don't want Chris Wilde to come after me. He even comes over to my house and he doesn't leave me alone. I'm like, you need to go to your home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That is good stuff. Yeah, I started talking trash to some of the wrestlers online. You should. They deserve it. <laughs> Especially mine. <laughs> well, anything on your mind, hon, you want to talk about? No, I think we should wrap it up. We've covered a lot. We want to be respectful of everybody's time. <laughs> yeah. Well, if in the future you want another interview again and hopefully we're all back up and running, you can ask me what we're doing then. Yo, no, definitely. Oh, no, yeah. we will. Yes, we want to revisit you again. Definitely. I love that. Well, with a, with a life of service in mind, with uh, passing that torch on to others, we really enjoyed having you on our program. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to plug everything you want right now. <laughs> uh, make sure you go to oosewrestling.com and look for tickets for the December show. We want, to crossed. we want to entertain. Um, yes. You can check out the Oost Wrestling Instagram, Oost underscore wrestling. There's a Twitter too, but I can't remember what it is, but it's, I'm sure it's all on the website. Um, actually, if you go click on the bios of the wrestlers, 
it'll show their pictures, but it'll also show their Instagrams and their Twitters and their Facebooks, whatever that they wanted to share with everybody. You can follow me on Instagram, BMAX Fitness, um, and Radiant underscore Rain on Twitter. So I'm very active online. Um, I post a lot, everything from wrestling to animals to fitness to whatever I feel like sharing. Definitely a fan of the animals. Animals. Tons of animals here. <laughs> and just watching how much you can deadlift. It's just like, oh my goodness. Actually, that's nothing right now. That is well, literally like a third of what I was doing. Oh gosh. I know. I was deadlifting easily 225. <laughs> just get ready for that crazy mom strength when you're at, when your child's stuck in the car you're gonna lift the car off of him yes I, i'll be very competitive and definitely <laughs> uh, i've already got those mom instincts though but i'll definitely be competitive with myself afterwards so i'll be working for strength as i'm allowed to because there's a process but like i have those mom ears like we were at we we're at a place with a pool and my pug that's blind and deaf Colin. He's been with me for 13 years. He's been on the uh-huh. road for wrestling and everything. But I heard a splash in the water and I knew oh, it was no. him and I didn't care what whoever was in my way just may have gotten knocked out. I just ran over, grabbed him by a scruff and threw him out. <laughs> so like I didn't even see it. I just heard it and I knew what happened. So you I just really knew. got those mom ears. You got that mom ears, yeah. <laughs> and he's still with us. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I work with uh, children too for my job and I'll be in a separate room and I'll be like, someone's crying next door. And the staff is like, what are you talking about? I go, go check. And they're like, how did you hear that? I'm like, this is my job. Listen, it just, it just becomes a part of you. <laughs> well, Rain, this has been super fun for us. Yes, super. Well, sorry you, you so didn't listen to me a quarter of the time. You should have told no, me. No, no. like, hey, hey, push that button that shows your face if you want. I wanted to respect your space. <laughs> I got up early. I got dressed. I brushed my teeth. I brushed my hair. She is. <laughs> I put on a little bit of makeup and I was like, that's good. Yeah. yeah we woke up and I, I started brushing my teeth and I was like, why is this so early? Apparently it's my fault. It is your it's fault. Your, it's your fault. Absolutely. <laughs> the next interview is going to be at 11 PM. I have never had an interview at nine in the morning, but I was like, I don't have a client at it's fine. Uh-huh. Sometimes people are trying to get me from stateside to do like late interviews. And I'm like, oh no. For them, it might be early, but they're like, oh, I can adjust my schedule. And it's like one o'clock your time. I'm like, no. No. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> On wrestling show days, but that's it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Man, lesson learned. Let's make it comfortable <laughs> exactly. next time. Well, we'd love to interview you again. We'd love to trick ourselves into your house so we can see your animals. Um, I'll let you out in a second. Calm down. (laughs) I don't know who children they are. Bossy babies. (laughs) Yeah. That's my fault. They're so (laughs) stupid. We always grumble about our dogs and being so bossy, but it's really us who train them to. Thank you. Never mind. He's on. Yay! Get the baby. You heard it. You can hear the bell. They just started using the bells. <laughs> it's you say yes now. <laughs> Listen, if they got, I don't care if they want to go play. If I hear that bell, I will let them out. I'm like, yeah. you did awesome. You have no confidence issues. <laughs> Our dog rings the bell and then stares us down. Like, why aren't you moving? Yeah, <laughs> come on. 
<laughs> like you're not out. moving fast enough. Yeah, Let's do exactly. this. Exactly. You thought you're training them. They're going to start training you. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm already on that. My friend, he, he literally will drop a ball in front of me. Look at it. Look at me. Like, you got it. Look at it. Look at me. You yeah. got it. And I'm like. That's how. I'm not going to throw that ball now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, one more question then real quick uh, that I thought of. Uh, your recommendation, best vegan spot on the island. Ooh, yeah. Oh, God. It depends on for what. Ooh, this is the hardest question. Oh, this <laughs> is. I have two favorites. Um, vegan Hills. Vegan Hills. Oh. It's in that little plaza where you have to pay yep. for the parking and you get stuck in the parking. Yep. This is me giving directions. Yep. I'm awful at directions. Like, yep. <laughs> forever challenged. Um, but I know what it looks like. And they used to have this curry bowl. It was like a Thai curry bowl. It was delicious. They don't have it anymore from what I can tell. Um, but their food is really, like, they have all sorts of kinds. Um, and then I love Nalo, which is literally, like, three minutes away. And they started making pizzas at night. Oh. oh wow. And they're so good. I think wow. when I could eat again, I ate almost a whole one myself. I was like, this is my first craving. <laughs> <laughs> this is really just for our personal use because we're going to try to find places to eat that. Well, I love yeah. Nala. Like, I know during the, well, usually when they're open, they make like ice cream and all this like Sundays. Mm -hmm. yeah. I took uh, Yoshitatsu there. I don't know if you know who Yoshitatsu is, but I took Yoshitatsu there. <laughs> they took all these pictures <laughs> and everything and the ice cream. He devoured the ice cream. He was like, this is good. And then obviously we took them to get real fish and stuff later. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You love the place where you get the butterfish and it's 45 minutes away. It's far away. It's 45 minutes. Come on, mainland. <laughs> it's far away. Come for, on, Florida. For you guys. Okay. 45 minutes is far for you guys. For me, no. Um, it's Moani's. So they have really good fish and stuff there. Hmm. That's a lucky one of his favorite places to go. I have to like request vegan in advance. <laughs> I'm coming. Feed me. Make me vegan food. <laughs> Make me vegan food. <laughs> so we took him there and stuff, and he he loved the fish here and the awesome. like, I took him to Shima's, and he was like, "Yes, mm. awesome." <laughs> It's, it's, you know, when it comes to fish, I mean, if you're not in Vegas or on the coast, then Hawaii, you can do a lot or worse in Hawaii. Or Japan. I mean, if you're from Japan, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Japan is where it's at. Well, he works in Japan for, um, what's it called? All Japan Pro Wrestling. And then he lives in LA. Oh, wow. So he is a citizen. He's one of my best friends from wrestling. I've known him forever. He loves food and Whoa. sake. <laughs> so if you can recommend good places that he can get fish and sake or local food, he likes local food too, then direct him that way. Next time he's here, I'll bring him there because he'll tell me. He'll tell me where he oh. wants to go. <laughs> he should um, make sure he's in town for the Joy of Sake. Which the is Joy an event. of Sake? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. an event where this organization who's a nonprofit and their core mission is to educate people on sake and their love of sake. They want to share it. There's an event where you go and there's all these restaurants providing food, poo-poo style. And then there's just unlimited pours of sake. 
Yep. And all really? the sakes are rated. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so he can try everything he wants, see what he likes, and then. You have to send me it's... information on that. And if we have oh, like, yeah. we'll we a will. show around that so I can take them because <laughs> he would love that. Yeah. People, some people would use it to get just smashed. But other people are there and they're actually like, they're swishing their mouth and they're drinking warm water so they don't numb their tongue. And, yeah. And then the food is elevated to the point where it matches the level of sake that's there. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've been volunteering there for the past, you know, I don't know how long. We help five run years. The, yeah, we help run the backside for that. They're a nonprofit. He would love and they, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would love that. Like, even last time that he, the last time he came, he brought his whole family. Like, that's how you know, Us operates. And I've known him for well over 12 years now, I think like 12, 13 years. And um, like, we've been like, he's one that I would consider family. So he's my Japanese family. (laughs) So that's why we bring him in. I love me from Yoshi. You you really, you have that, oh God, I can't talk right now. So early, (laughs) so early. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to leave this one down. I, I know, oh gosh. It's so stupid. Just show the dog for a minute then. <laughs> All three are over here too. They're just running around. Oh, look at that puppy. He looks like he wants a belly scratch. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to wrap this up here. Um, Sorry, I told you I'm long-winded. No, it's great. It's great. Um, uh, I should just end it. Just... All right. Well, I'll end it. Thank you so much for having me on. And make sure you guys uh, take a nap or get breakfast and then take a nap. (laughs) And I would love to be back on in the future. Yay. Well, we loved having you on. It's good to hear about independent, strong organizations who believe in service. We think that corporations like you know, for-profit companies and things that are big companies that want to get involved in service. I think they have a lot to learn from you. Yes. I think, I think the first thing that they got to do is just get out there and do it. Yep. But secondly, they got to just believe in it. And also, if you guys go out and do something and, you know, when we can, if you want to invite us and our team to help, we would love oh, to. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We would be honored. I got some strong people. We would be honored. <laughs> and you, everyone can come except Kumo Oceans. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> he, does his jo- he does his job too well <laughs> they don't want Kumu anywhere near them <laughs> he's gonna hear this he's gonna hear this they're all gonna watch it too <laughs> the last time I did an interview every single one of them watched it and I, I don't know I, I said something about somebody and they're like ooh <laughs> In, in in my head, I know it's it's designed to elicit a response, but I'm sometimes I'm like, damn this guy. <laughs> it's a little too close for home. He does his job well. Yeah, he does his job well. So yeah, he cannot come. Um, <laughs> well, thank you again for having me on. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being inspiring, not only for people who who have something to give. But for others to receive, to listen to those around them, to look for help, but also for being a, the company that wants to give back and believing in Hawaii, being born and raised in Hawaii, I appreciate what you're doing for the community, mm-hmm. but also appreciate what you're spreading 
with your family and your extended family and kind of spreading that spirit and hoping it carries forward. That's what we need right now in this world. So you do as well. You guys have been doing it for 11 awesome years. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to believe us. We're going to get together and then we're going to see how similar we are because we're just going to be a bunch of fools running around doing whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Do whatever we want. Yeah. Help whoever we want. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you again. Appreciate the time. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a great day. And, you too. Uh, take a nap and get some breakfast. We will. You too. <laughs> Send your family Thank our you. love. Send your doggies our love too. I will do. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>